Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi, everyone. Welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanera Madani, and today I have two incredible guests here with us today, Stevie Clements, CMO of Cabo Consumer Partners, and Allison Ellsworth, co-founder and chief brand officer of Poppy Sodas. Stevie has worked with Rohan Oza for over a decade as CMO for Cabo Consumer Partners, which includes brands like Beyond Meat, Buy, Vital Proteins, Jennifer Gardner's Once Upon a Time, One Bars, Oatly, and so many more. She leads the firm's in-house branding studio, Uncommon. Allison, who's Poppy's co-founder and chief brand officer, you know her from the episode of Shark Tank when Rowan Oza did the deal with her and changed the game for Poppy forever. She is an amazing brand builder and co-founder of Poppy, and her story is just so inspiring of how she got this amazing soda from the hands of farmer's markets all the way into every single retail partner that we love. And so I'm so excited to welcome these two women to the show today. Ladies, welcome to CEO School. Thank you. We're so excited to be here. No, I am so excited to have you guys. We've literally, we're talking, we kicked off this like when uh, Allison came right onto the screen, I was telling her, I was like, mom brain, founder brain, I don't know what it, what it was. I'm like, I sat down for this interview. I'm like, Poppy, 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 why does this sound so familiar? And I'm like, oh my God, this is Poppy the soda that I've been drinking with my family over the last several months. So, you know, long story short, I was at Costco, which I never go to Costco. And I went to Costco on a Saturday with my two young daughters and my four-year-old. And as we're browsing through the aisles, they have the little taste, you know, like try this and taste that. And so that was my first time in actually trying poppy soda. And what I loved about it, one, it tasted amazing. My four-year-old loved it, but it had prebiotics, you know, that were incorporated into, you know, uh, into this beverage. And so I got a case because I was like, okay, she loves it. And secretly, she has no idea that it's like, it's good for her and good for us. And so I try to give them one can a day. Like literally, we always go through it. I'm like, did we have our poppy? And that that was like the start of that. And then this weekend, we actually just finished our CEO school retreat. We hosted over 50 women. We do this like amazing retreat twice a year and uh, our like beverage that we have like outside of just like water and you know coffee and all the things we always have like fun healthy products and poppy was everywhere and it was honestly because like also like the brand and the packaging and it just fits like with like our like ceo vibes and so poppy was like all over ceo school and i'm here in the studio and so we literally had cases of poppy 
And then today I get to interview you guys. So I feel like what uh, it's like when you're like, you know, driving a car and then you buy a car and then you don't see it anywhere and then you see it everywhere. That's how I feel about Poppy. So amazing job, ladies, and bringing this brand to market. And I'm just so excited to get to know you, Allison, and your story and your founder story. So let's like dive right in. So tell us, how did you start this beverage and what was the, the story behind it? First off, thanks for having us. And I absolutely love that story that you just told because we didn't know that was happening either. So it definitely can tell that you're genuinely a fan and you love Poppy. So I, I appreciate that. But yeah, so my name's Allison, like like you said, and I'm so excited to share my story with you. But started Poppy, really it was called a different name at that time, quite a few years ago when in my previous career I was traveling and I kind of started having a few annoying health issues from my stomach was always kind of bothering me. My skin was a total mess and I had a total lack of energy. And really, I was sick of doctors just they couldn't figure out what's going on or they were trying to give me some new medication. And I basically started Googling my symptoms, which I know you are both guilty of. Let's be real. Um, but I, I, tried I kept to Googling. That, it freaks me out. I know. It's like, don't do it, I promise. But what I kept reading was like something about this master cleanse and to drink apple cider vinegar, it could reset and detox your body. And and at this point I was like, sure, yeah, I'll give it a try. And this is, keep in mind, quite a few years ago before I think everyone was so interested in what they put in their body and how you can heal it through food and, you know, reading the labels. And, and so I loved the way that the apple cider vinegar made me feel, but I hated the taste of straight vinegar. So um, went to my kitchen and I started playing around and through all of this, I am, you know, at heart, I want what I put my body also to taste good. So that was a really, really important thing when creating Poppy. It was like it had to taste good, but it also had to be healthy and clean and all natural. Um, so actually through that process is what I realized is we literally created a soda that tasted amazing. It was as simple as that. And it just set me on this path of health and wellness. And I just wanted to share it with everybody. So Quickly after that, I took the local farmer's market. We got into Whole Foods. It was just like this moment of, wow, we need capital. And of course, the next step in the American dream is you go on Shark Tank. So that's obviously what we did. And that's when we ended up getting a deal and where Stevie came into our lives at that moment after getting a deal on Shark Tank with Rohan Oza. Yeah. And I always love to tell this story because I remember the day that you know, Allison and, and Steven came on Shark Tank. I was on set with Roe. And I remember, you know, obviously as part of the pitch, they passed the product out, everyone tastes it. And I remember standing on the side stage and Rohan tried it and just immediately looked over at me and made these kind of googly eyes. And I knew right in that moment that he had found a liquid that he was super passionate about. It's something, you know, we had really been talking about and looking for for a while. Rohan obviously coming from, you know, soda. He worked at Coca-Cola and then built vitamin water, but we were convinced that there was room in the world for a modern soda. And, you know, Allison and Steven and, and the Poppy team had created that. So it was pretty cool to, to see. And I, we always talk about that moment as kind of that aha, you know. We, we had no idea. Of course, they had that look. But, of, you know, I, I think at the time I was nine months pregnant. My husband was up there with me. He's like sweating bullets. 
Rohan's looking at Stevie being like, this is good. And we're like, are we going to get a deal? So it's funny to see like both sides of the story and um, definitely changed our lives for the best. Oh, I love this. And I've honestly, this is so exciting for us at CEO School. I've never had on a founder and the investor on at the same time. And so this is going to make for like such amazing conversation. And I can already think of all the questions that our women are going to want to ask. And how did you even get on Shark Tank? So, you know, get going from, you know, creating this beverage like out of your kitchen. There are so many women that have great, great product ideas, but can't really bring it to market. If you can kind of take me back, Allison, on some of those early days going to the farmer's market, how did you go get traction to then go get into Whole Foods, to then go get into Shark Tank? I think that'll be really helpful for our entrepreneurs in the room. Yeah, I think as any entrepreneur, the thing that you need in your life is a good community telling you you can do something. So yeah. uh, in that, I, I, I'm i very blessed to be able to do this with, with my husband, but it doesn't always have to be that. But I think as founders and entrepreneurs, you can feel very alone throughout the whole process. And, and I always say, like, surround yourself within community, ask for help, ask for advice, um, you know, get rid of the negative energy. And it's, it's one of those things that I think that we had that really early on from my parents to my family just being like, you're crazy. You want to start this like company that nobody's ever talked about, but like, hell yeah. Um, and so for me, it was just the path forward and not knowing is always like the best. Now I know a lot and I'm like, I don't know if I could do it again, even though I'm crazy enough to do it again. Um, but I think that's just a big part of the beginning of, of it is just having that gut of I know what I'm doing. I want to share this with everyone. This changed my life. Um, and it, I, I mean, the number one reason people drink poppy is because it tastes amazing. It's also incredible that health has health benefits. And I feel like the consumer at the time when we were at the farmer's market, they just really connected with this. They were like, holy crap, you created something that's tasty and healthy. And then we we did have a moment at the farmer's market pretty early on where Whole Foods came by our booth. Uh, I think three weeks in, she was a local forager. She handed me her card and she's like, this is a fantastic product. I usually don't do this, but you guys need to be in Whole Foods. And I was three months pregnant. We'd just bought a house. At that moment, I had that card in my hand. I looked at my husband, Steve, and I said, I'm not going back to work. I'm putting our life savings into this and you're quitting your job too. And he was like, you're psycho. And he was like, but let's do it. Every you know, good entrepreneur is called. If, you're, if you haven't been it. called a psycho once, like that's <laughs> that's like par for course for entrepreneurship. 100%. And so we just went for it. And then, you know, I think with Shark Tank and, and doing that, it was funny. Mark Cuban on his Instagram posted, we're coming to uh, Dallas tomorrow and we're going to be – come for Shark Tank. There's tryouts. And not knowing, I went and stood in line for eight hours and we pitched our little hearts out and – Six months later, we were on the show and had a deal. So I think it just goes to show that if you believe in something, just just do it. So funny. Now knowing Allison the way I know her, like that story resonates so much because Allison truly believes that she can accomplish anything. And I think you have to have that mindset as a founder. You have we always talk about that. Like you have to be confident as a founder and you have to have a vision. Otherwise, you you can't really take your brand anywhere. But I like Allison is the queen of hustling, figuring out a solution and like 
making it happen. So I love hearing all the details on that story. I love it. And I was going to say it's aligned action too, right? So I think that what's, what's, you know, different, it's like one thing to really want it, be confident, be passionate about it. But what actions are you taking every single day to get closer to that dream and like not taking no for an answer, standing in line, going to the farmer's market, even while you're three months pregnant with a job, your family is all in and just having that, you know, confidence in your product, right? And the product speaking for itself too. So it's one thing that you've got to have all of this. This is like the perfect formula for success. And you've got to have all of these pieces. It's not going to be one thing. If you're, if you are the greatest entrepreneur and you had all the resilience, you have all the confidence, but your product is shitty, that's not going to succeed either. And if you have an amazing product and you have all the formulations for it, but you're not showing up, taking aligned action, showing up every day with that resiliency, then it's not going to work either. And so you've got to have this like perfect blend of that's the recipe for success is you've got to have all of it and all the stars have to align to make it successful. And you did. You had all of those components. And the most important component is that action, the getting shit done attitude and showing up and going like going for it and believing in yourself. And so I resonate with that truly as a founder myself, you know, I've, I've, I've created multiple companies now and uh, and I'm still, you know, crazy enough to do it again. Right. And but and I love what you said specifically about like the naivete about not knowing my first company that I built was a billion dollar business. And I feel like the reason why it happened is because I was not looking up like I was like so heads down in execution and I didn't know what I didn't know. I like had like I was so naive in a sense of like I was super optimistic, always really aggressive and just like like now I feel like I have so much experience to know what's on the other side, which means that I could do it again. But I think that the first time around the naivete actually added to the success because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was like, OK, to like fall and learn as I was going. And so I appreciated that as well. So Stevie, how did you come into the picture? You know, Allison had this amazing product and it was ready for scale. How did you take it from, you know, that moment to where it is today as, you know, one of the top leading beverages in the industry? Yeah, well, I mean, I think obviously teamwork, right? We collaborated with two incredible founders and Stephen and Allison. But I always love when Allison tells this story about how kind of Roe talked about the liquid and not you know, the branding, because I feel like it's better coming from you. But we joined forces with Allison and Steven, I mean, literally that day from the Shark Tank studio, right? I remember going back into their trailer, meeting them in person and talking about how their life was about to, you know, change significantly. And we wanted to, you know, create modern soda for the next generation. That was the vision that we had after, you know, kind of trying the liquid and obviously shared that vision with Stephen and Allison. And, you know, Roe was very direct with them um, in the beginning and kind of said, hey, you have liquid gold, but we want to kind of talk about rebranding this baby. And Allison, I know no, you- No, he said it. <laughs> direct, was, right. If anybody that knows Rohan, he's like, look, I love the founder story. Love your product, but your branding is shit. Okay. <laughs> He's like, we need to rename it. We're we're throwing everything and I, and at that point we were like, yes, please, because this is the reason you get a shark and get to work with Stevie and do all these things. We're like, yes, bring it on. Um, let's go. 
Okay. Well, yeah. I, I love that because one, you know, I, 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 one of my questions was like, I wanted to ask what Rohan's, you know, what his like, sh- you know, is he like, is he what he, what we see on TV? What's his like business like strategy like? So I want to get into that. What's he like working with? But what I love, Allison, is the fact that you're so willing to accept feedback, especially when it comes to brand. I have now, so part of CEO school, we have a platform for, you know, thousands of women founders. uh, And, you know, when we do like the, we have, you know, coaching calls and just a platform. And sometimes some women, you know, it's hard to take that feedback and to get that, that reality of like, you have a great product, but the brand doesn't actually live up to where it could be. And changing the name of your company, especially as a, Mm -hmm. as a founder, this is your baby. There's a lot of like pride. There's a lot of personal, like, um, like your own personal emotions that go into it. And so I have to say that I think it's so incredible that you're so willing to be like, you know what, I'm going to listen and I'm going to learn from somebody who's been there and done that before and trust that advice and not get defensive. Even when someone's like, you just met, you just like did a deal. It's probably not signed yet. And then here this like, here this mentor is like, well, it's like shit. Your brand is like shit. It's liquid gold, but your brand's like shit. But you like trusted that. And that is for an, that's a, like like a formulation for an amazing partnership. Well, let's just say Stevie and I are both very opinionated women in the best way possible, but we're both very smart and knowing what one we don't know and how much better it is if you work as a team and, and and as a group. And it's so true when it came to that. Like that's the reason we went on the show is is also a big part of why I think Poppy is so successful. I truly feel like we jumped ahead like two years um, because we were able to bring in Rohan and Stevie and have their expertise. And what's really fun about it um, is we did, we were called Mother Beverage before. It was uh, a playoff of like the mother of vinegar. At that time we were like gut health vinegar, but was what we realized is we had this liquid gold. The number one reason people are drinking it is because it tastes good. It was a soda replacement, modern soda for the next generation. We're like, now how do we get the brand there? So we ended up taking after Shark Tank, we ended up pulling back distribution. We took eight months off and we worked really close with Stevie and Roe with their internal agency at Kavu called Uncommon. And we did a total rebrand. And this is where Stevie's greatness really comes out and all of her expertise is working with so many different brands. And just going through that process changed my life to where, you know, Poppy, I run the creative department. I, I I've learned so much throughout this whole process and it goes into that passion and understanding the whole rebrand Poppy did. And I don't know, Stevie, it was it was quite a, a ride with that rebrand. Curious what your thoughts are on that. It was definitely a ride. I think to your point, like time so well spent. I mean, again, like we knew that we wanted to position this brand as modern soda for the next generation. And so what does that actually mean in terms of how you show up as a brand, right? So we knew that we needed to take this mother beverage, rename it. We knew we wanted to move it from a glass bottle that felt more farmer's market into, you know, a more sustainable can that you see today, right? That I see sitting right on your desk. We knew we wanted to lead with bold color. You know, this was at the end of the day, when you drink a poppy, the flavor is bold. It hits you right in the mouth. It's a fun 
experience and we want to make people happy through, you know, that whole kind of experience. Right. And so that's kind of what we sought out to do. And we were like, okay, at the time, how do we kind of capture all those things? Right. So it was like, okay, we want to be grammable, right. We want people to see this as an extension of their personal expression. So we knew that's where the color piece would come in. We wanted to rename it something um, that really nodded to soda, right? So poppy, it's kind of a nod on soda pop. Um, But I mean, this was months and months of strategy sessions, consumer research. You know, Allison always tells this story. You know, I remember the first session, it was trying to extrapolate how we wanted to show up as a brand. So it's like, if you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why, right? If you had a celebrity partner, what would, who would that celebrity be and why? And all of these little tidbits of information help us inform the strategy moving forward and how we position the brand showing up. And I know we always love to tell this story. There was a really key moment in the branding kind of evolution that I feel could have taken the brand one way or another. And it was this whole kind of... (laughs) argument (laughs) of whether or not we should be colored cans or white cans, right? And, uh, you know, for me and, and the creative team that we brought in, we were just so dead set that this had to be bold, fun, happy color, right? We really created this kind of like illustration first design with this contrasting color story, which was really kind of different at the time. Like it was like, we just want to pop off a shelf. And we felt so strongly that it had to be that. Right. And then there was another crew products. Yeah. Yeah. There was another crew. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was saying like it was the healthy products. We were thinking this is a healthy product. Like you don't see color on the shelf with like yes. healthy things. It's it's white. Correct. It's like that healthy halo. So yeah, keep going. Correct. And and Rohan was very and he's gonna be so annoyed that I'm telling this story, but I'm definitely gonna tell it. But he was very much in the white can camp, right? And like he was like, I want it to be a brand block on shelf. And it's like, I get it, brand blocks are great, but we can be a colorful brand block. So we went back and forth, back and forth. Roe did end up winning for a period of time as well, right? And I was just, usually I'll kind of say, okay, like I lost that argument. I'm going to shut up now. Like we're moving on. But I just, I was like, I cannot drop this. I remember he yelled at me in in that like last meeting because I brought it up for like a third time after the decision had been made. And and I know Steven was in the colored camp as well. And I was like, I'm just, I have to say this. I have to put my piece out there. This is a mistake. It's not like, oh, white's going to be better. This is literally a mistake. And then, you know, everyone reconsidered. No, and then she was so stubborn. She got mocks made and colored cans. Wait, and Allison, sent them what to camp everybody. were you in? What camp were you in? I so yeah, me and Rohan were white. Okay, you and, and Steven okay. and Stevie were color because I was like, Oh, I'm a health. Like it's I started this because of health. Yeah, like, I could it see has that argument to too. White. Yeah. You know, and, and you didn't see if you went to the grocery store at the time, you didn't see colorful, like better for you products. There just was none. And it was so funny. Stevie was just so stubborn. She got the mocks made she sent them to everyone's house she was like one last hell mary we get them we're like took them to the grocery store put on the shelf it was killer the rainbow effect of it and and retail we it, it screamed flavor it screamed like juiciness and fun and we we're like hell yeah let's go for it and we all immediately changed our mind after that we went full force with color and 
best decision we've ever made. Yay. Oh my God. I love that story. Please tell that story every time you tell your brand story. And there are so many components to this that I love, right? Advocating for what you believe in, like, and your team feeling comfortable in enough to advocate to. That speaks so highly of how, you know, probably how Cavu is run because Stevie, you felt that you had a voice at that table. And even if the founder and even if the CEO is like, hey, I'm, I'm really believing in white, this is what I want. The founder of the beverage, right? One of the founders is also there. And I love the fact, Stevie, that you were like, nope, like I feel in my gut, cause this is your job. Like this is what you do. And what you get paid to do is think about that. And so that's all you think about 100% of your day. And you had, you, you had, you know, that voice to one be able to do it, but it also speaks so highly of the culture at Kavu and how Rohan runs his organization, because that means that voices matter at the table and healthy conflict, like going back to like whoever's listening, healthy conflict is such a good thing. You do not want concordance in an organization. Every stage of my companies that I like that we have scaled, uh, so I I get to work with my my co-founder is my brother by the way so uh, so we have built uh, you know massive company over the last decade there has been so many air quotes healthy conflicts right as a leadership team and you know we had we, but we had our own individual like what we divide and conquered and so at you know we still trusted each other and where where we were coming from but without those like healthy conflict discussions and those points where it felt really hard and instead of one of us or our team, right, just giving in to say, okay, I'm going to throw in the towel. We're just going to go with it. I love the fact that you advocated for for it through that last Hail Mary, right? And then seeing it all the way through as well. Sometimes what you think is on paper is not what actually shows up in, you know, in real life as well. So I love the fact that you were like, okay, one last shot. Let's bring everybody to it. Touch it, feel it. And Everybody felt it in their gut. And then you go all in. And once that decision is made, you never look back. Like you don't look back and you're not like, well, if we had tried the white, like, no, like we're all in and we're a hundred percent bought in as a team. And we're going to hundred percent do this like as a team. Uh, and like my whole, like everyone, you know, like around me and my team knows I literally have one team tattooed on my arm. That was like our biggest value as a family and like as our businesses. And like, that is it. It's like one team, like once we freaking say go, like, and we call it sky is black. So if we say sky is black, like if one person's like sky is black, we're all like, well, even if it's blue outside, sky is black. Like we're all one team around it. So I love this. Shout out to the amazing culture that you guys have for your founders and for the executives. That is truly special. Um, and look at Poppy now. And it did work because the way that I got like genuinely introduced to this beverage was my four-year-old went over to that little, like the tasting station and was like, oh, I love it. No idea that it was healthy, right? She would have never gone to a brand that looked like any of the organic brands that we have in the house. And they don't, they shy away from those brands. They could tell that it's like, it's going to taste a little different or the cereal is going to be a little different than they're like, uh, you know, the Cascadian Farms versus like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like, I feel like it tastes exactly the same, but like my seven-year-old is like, it's that it's the white box one. No, no, she wants the one that's like her cereal. So my four-year-old, Anna, literally went, grabbed the soda, and that's how we got it in our cart. And then when I saw it, I was like, ooh, look at all of this that mama wants in her in her exactly. beverage. So I think they don't, you they, got the best kids of both don't worlds. Need to know. What'd you say, Allison? Yeah. And say the kids don't need to know that it's that it's good for them. No, I love it. So a couple of questions on scaling, like, you know, what have been some of like the lessons on 
um, you know, just getting the brands and now you have the branding, how, you know, what are the biggest lessons that Stevie that you can share as your perspective from scaling multiple brands of, is there like a formula for success besides just branding? Like what is that formula for success? Or if you have a few tips that you can share that you see consistently across the success of your brands, cause you've had so many. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I don't know if I could say there's necessarily a formula, um, but I would say the number one thing that we believe in at Kavu and we have seen time and time and time again is that you have to invest in building a brand. Um, and I, I want to kind of like, you know, unpack that a little bit in terms of what I mean. We are coming out of a very performance driven age. There have been, a, you know, this explosion of direct to consumer brands. It's all about this kind of, you know, immediate short term conversion and, and just driving that top line revenue up at really in prior to a couple years ago, kind of at any cost. And what we have seen so many times when I look at the successful brands in the Kavu portfolio, whether it's the vital proteins of the world or the Oatly's of the world, it's that you have to create a brand for the long term, right? You need an emotional connection to your brand and you want to create a community around that brand. Otherwise, it's not going to be here for the long term and it's not going to actually turn into a household name, right? And so we always like to say that we believe in building brand, not just selling products. So that is like the most important thing. Um, and then I think like some other things that are so important for founders is obviously surrounding yourself with really smart people. I mean, just kind of back to what you were saying, like one team, great ideas can come from anywhere. Um, and I think that it's so important to have those people around you. Um, I also think that having an open mind, I also want to tap into something you said earlier when you kind of talked about the naivety that you had was almost helpful, right? I think that a lot of, you know, founders who have done it before or, you know, marketers, especially who come from a certain pedigree, who kind of have a, a certain way of doing things, sometimes that can be prohibitive for, to, to building brand, right? Like I always love Allison's story around, around TikTok and just how, you know, Poppy has gone about building brand because I think a lot of marketers are a little bit stuck in their ways. And with how the marketing landscape is evolving almost on a daily basis, it's like if you're not willing to throw out the old and try the new and pivot quickly, you're kind of going to be left in the past. So I think like that ability to pivot quickly is so important. Then obviously making sure that you have a great financial profile, good cost of goods, margins, because if that isn't there, you're never going to build a successful business. So I would say those are a couple pointers. Stevie, that sounds like a formula to me. <laughs> okay, maybe it is a formula. <laughs> it does. And I fully, I fully agree. I would say something that, and I, I see it often, right? Especially when you said about marketers and, you know, we, what worked even last year is not what's going to work this year. You know, marketing is a completely different beast. Getting your brand to market in today's like, you know, it's 2023, but it's wildly different today than it was not even a year ago, especially with the emergence of, of social media, how consumers are buying products, how like our behaviors are changing on just our reaction towards different products. We buy from people now. We're not buying from, uh, you know, it's, it's not just like the ad performance marketing is what I heard you kind of referencing of throwing in, understanding CAC, scaling it, scaling it, scaling it. 
Like it's that's not the way to work. And I do 100% believe that the more tokens that you put into your brand value, the more tokens you put into organic marketing is what's going to su- sustain a company from a long-term perspective, not just that short-term short-term gain. So I I fully agree with that. And um and Allison, any 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 thoughts here on that as well? Well, something that you know I'd, I that we didn't even talk about that is wild is Poppy launched in March of 2020. Ooh. You know, nothing nothing big actually happened that month that, that affected the entire world, so no big deal. Well, CEO but School podcast what, was launched March of 2020 as well. See? <laughs> so yeah, it's <laughs> major. Yes. Yeah, one of those moments, but it was one of those moments that I think the world was it was thinking about health and wellness really for the first time was like really breakthrough moment yeah. for us. And then going to throwing out that old book is just the typical things that worked did not work during the pandemic for any brands or anyone starting. You had to really think and dig down deep of how do I connect with my consumer on a different level that's never been done before because in real life is out demos are out right like you discovering us at costco because your daughter ran up to a demo like that would have never never happened. happened and so we had to think really outside of the box and we leaned in pretty early on with a few things where Influencer marketing was a really big piece that we did even before a a paid ad or PR, right? It was one of those things that everyone was stuck at home, desperate for content. And look here, you get a package of Poppy with these beautiful cans. It tastes amazing. They wanted to talk about it. So going into that authentic connection and having uh, other people be the voice. And then on top of it, we, we did lean into TikTok pretty early on. I think Poppy, you know, we, we've been saying recently 1 billion views, but we're up to 2 billion views in two years on the platform. And it just comes down to our community is amazing. Us talking to our consumers been different and just showing up on this digital first stage. And now that the world has opened back up, we're able to do a little bit more, but we haven't lost that like original piece of doing things differently, getting creative, digitally connecting with our consumer in an authentic real way. Um, And I think if you can think through that as a founder and all that you do is just like, how do you, you know, charge your own path can be really, really impactful. And it was for Poppy. Allison, what's, what's next ahead now? I mean, here you are, sounds like you've got like the perfect, like, you know, partners alongside you, you guys are scaling, obviously, organically, you are reaching all the right audiences and all the most amazing uh, people. How does it feel? And like, what, you know, what, what are the next like aspirations ahead? So, you know, we've been saying this since the beginning and we are taking on big soda. I mean, Poppy just became the number one soda on Amazon this year. We outsell all the big boys. We are the third best-selling beverage at Target, right? And and the dreams of being modern soda for the next generation, they're here. And as what we've realized is if you really think about the history of soda and and how people connect it to, it's maybe not the best thing you want to do uh, for your body, or they connect it to that one time a year, you might go to the movies. And as what we've realized with Poppy is we've given people the freedom to love soda again without all the baggage. And so for us, we have a clear goal that we're bringing soda back and it's better than ever. And we give you that ability to love it. And that is just 
like the future for us. We are fully on that mission to bring soda back, to give you that freedom to love it and watch out big soda. I love it. I love your passion. And I want to see it everywhere for my kids as well and for us. And this is just so incredible. When you look back, um, and I'd love to ask this question, you know, to the two of you as we kind of close up this discussion, we could sit here and talk for another hour, but I would love to kind of ask each of you some of like the, you know, what is like the one big, if you could go back in time, a big lesson, something that you know now that you wish you had known before that you want to share with, you know, the thousands of women that are listening here that all have ambitions to go build a brand like Poppy or Stevie to go build some of the brands that you know that you and Rohan have been able to build. When you look back, what are what is like one of the biggest like lessons in your career that you would like to share with our women today? And I'll start with you. Stevie would be great, and then Allison will end with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's like two that that I can think of. Um, so number one, I think, is have the confidence to follow your gut. I think, you know, we talked about it a little bit in in the can story, um, but being confident to kind of like speak up, know that you have a voice at the table and know that people will respect that if, you know, you can really articulate your vision and your thinking. I think that's like super important and something that I've learned to to optimize over time. And I think like Another thing that I have learned on a more macro scale, um, and I've just kind of seen it, you know, up close is, again, you have to build a brand for the long term play. You cannot build a brand to sell. Um, if that makes sense. It's like I've seen it where decisions are made because it's like, oh, well, this is what, you know, we need to do in order to kind of achieve this. I always like to say, like, build it and they will come. If I'm going to quote, you know, feel the dreams, Kevin Costner, for all you oldies out there listening like me. Um, but I think it's just so important to always have that brand first vision. And if you kind of make the right decisions, like all of that will come and, and you'll find success. I love that. Great advice. And Allison? I think that was well said and I 100% agree with that is building the brand. But on the founder side, I think something that we don't realize as female founders out there that it is our time and it's right now. And the support systems around being a female founder, the uh, support and, and mentorship that I'm seeing out there is insane. The recognition, um, the movement, the, it's just like, it, this is now and that's that time. And, and just to have that confidence, because I think as a female, me and Stevie tend to be in a lot of rooms with the men, which isn't a bad thing, uh, but knowing that you belong and that that is a place that you deserve to be and um, I know people have been saying it for a while, but I, I, I see the movement and I'm feeling it. I love that. We feel we feel that very much at CEO School. That is like literally our mission is to empower women to think big and build big businesses. I'm so exhausted from the little business mentality that we place on women. And it is our time and our time is now and nothing bad happens when women make more money, period. It is better for, I think we just carried the entire economy, by the way, with Barbie and Taylor Swift. And so, 
you're welcome, GDP. Uh, so this is just, totally. yes. And this is, this is so powerful. I can't wait to see you guys in person. Hopefully we can meet in New York um, for our, uh, for our big like million download party and get a chance to celebrate Poppy in person. Cheers to the two of you. Congratulations on all your success, Stevie and Allison. What a beautiful story. It is amazing to see what you've done. I haven't I didn't even get a chance to ask you how you do it as a mother, right? And so I'm sure that we could have an entire other episode on mom life and how difficult it is. But I love your ambition of continually showing up even today, even after you've gotten the investors. And I think that's a really important point for the women in the audience to see. Allison's here today, right? Still talking about her brand, still getting excited about seeing it. And she has a lot of success and scale, but she she's like still so passionate about truly replacing out the, replacing out soda and like really killing the entire industry of itself and disrupting it. And so I appreciate that vigor, Allison. And I know that Kavu is lucky to have you as a founder. Uh, and so congrats on all your success. And where can we find, if we want to follow along on both of your journeys, you know, how can we go get the product? Where can we get the product? And then how can we, you know, support the brands uh, that both of you represent? Yeah. So Poppy, you can follow us on all social channels, drink Poppy. And then we're sold in every major retail in the nation from, you know, Target to Whole Foods, Sprouts, Publix, Costco, Sam's, uh, and more and Amazon. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Fry, you can check out all of our amazing brands within the Kavu portfolio at kavuconsumer.com. Perfect. And follow all of them on Instagram. Well, we can't wait. We'll be linking everything in the show notes, and we'll see you next week at CEO School. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.